0: all right hey guys hello and welcome back to another episode of hyperspace hangout getting back to doing some of these lives you know first of all let me apologize uh, because i didn't really do much live coverage of the mandalorian this season i planned on doing a lot more but uh, in the words of mike tyson i broke my back uh spinal and i've been in bed rest for the past like two months So finally feeling better and I'm able to actually like sit down again for a decent period of time. So, uh, with that out of the way, welcome. I know we got some people in the chat here. What an episode of the Mandalorian. I don't even, I have the most so many mixed feelings about today's episode. I, I I just like, I'm just going to go live instead of doing sort of a, like short review because I want to get your guys' thoughts on it and just kind of see how everyone's feeling. Um, a lot to break down. I think sort of the first thing uh, we'll dive into, and then I'll then I'll be getting your guys' chats up here as well. Is the cameos the Lizzo, Jack Black, Christopher Lloyd cameo? Kind of felt a little jarring at first. Sort of took me out of it. I guess I just I just wasn't expecting it. Um, and I think this is sort of the case with a lot of cameos. A lot of people on Twitter are sort of saying, you know, hey, this is like Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones. It was just kind of abrupt, weird, and it sort of happened all at once. And if you kind of look at the story surrounding the episode and the rest of the things going on, I just sort of felt like, wow, this is just odd, Um, you know, to, to, to say the least. So. After watching it, you know, it'd be one of those things if we were to see those characters again, it just wouldn't feel as weird, I guess, is kind of the way I I felt about it. Because obviously Sasha Banks is in this episode, and I mean, she's not, you know, as big of a star, obviously, as like Lizzo or Jack Black, but I think for a lot of people, that would be like, oh, hey, here's Sasha Banks. Obviously, she's she's a, you know, WWE wrestler, so she obviously has, you know, a pretty large following, not as large as Jack Black or Christopher Lloyd or Lizzo, but yeah, it was definitely just weird. And then she's like, I want to hold the baby. It kind of took me out of it a little bit. So I guess I just, I, I, I don't know, you know. Um, then we're going to have to talk about the Darksaber because they totally sort of changed the narrative on how the Darksaber works. And now I think you could make a huge argument that it's even more complex than it should be. I think the way they had it before, which is, even sort of what they said right in the end of season two is you have to challenge someone for the dark saber and beat them, which makes sense because Sabine Wren in Star Wars Rebels gives Bo-Katan the Darksaber. And then they sort of made a big point of it. Moff Gideon makes a point about it where it's like she didn't win it in battle. So, OK. You know, that would explain, OK, maybe she was cursed to hold it. And that's one of the reasons Mandalore fell sort of off screen as it takes place sometime during the Galactic Civil War, the original movies. Now, Din says, well, I was defeated by a creature. Bo-Katan defeated that creature. So she should now be the one who should possess the Darksaber. Okay. But if that's the case, then none of that works whatsoever. Because in Star Wars Rebels, palpatine defeats maul and while maul is holding the dark saber so then palpatine should be in theory the ruler of mandalore if it's now sort of like the elder wand in harry potter where you don't necessarily have to like specifically challenge someone for the item itself in this case the dark saber and then palpatine is sort of defeated by luke and vader at the same time vader then is, you know, defeated, I guess, if you want to say by Luke if, or whatever. And then, you know, you keep going further and you could say, well, Luke, I don't really know. He just sort of dies. Uh, I guess you could say Kylo Ren and then maybe Ray beats him or however, you know, however you want to do it. So I think the way that I feel like it was unnecessary. I totally feel like the way they just did this was just weird, odd. Now Bo-Katan has it, especially since they made such a deal of it first and then like last week's episode sort of felt like when the armor was telling Bo-Katan like you're gonna be the people you unite everyone, I kind of thought she's walking up the den and she's about to challenge him for the Darksaber. And that wasn't the case, so just a very peculiar episode. Um, and I'll get to, I have some polls running uh, as well and I'll pull up some tw- uh, Twitter chat as well to see how everyone's feeling because getting some very sort of mixed reviews. So dive into some of the comments here. Weirdest, the only thing I can think of is now that Bo's story arc is nearly complete. What comes next for Din and Grogu? I'm starting to think that Ahsoka and Sabine might be picking them up in the finale. Their next quest will be finding Ezra because they aren't really needed on Mandalore all that much. I don't know. That may not work either. People would say Din you know, is taking away from Ahsoka on her own show. Yeah, it's going to be... You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see just how this progresses going forward. I mean, I guess we could, this whole season could just be a reunite Mandalore and Bo-Katan is sort of at the same place she was at kind of the end of Star Wars Rebels. She's got the Darksaber, she's reuniting these clans, and we'll just go from there. And then Mandalore will sort of do its own thing on the side. I kind of felt like this season, you know, you go back to last week's episode where we got to see the Mandalorians on Navarro all together fighting at once. Like that was a really cool scene. And that was a ton of fun to get to finally see all these Mandalorians working together. I mean, in the episode before we got to see some of them going back to get pre kid kids or positive kid. So this last week though, getting to see them assault Navarro was pretty cool. So yeah. Are we just going to drop it off? Yeah, it just is the direction of this season just sort of feels all over the place. And I do sort of feel like maybe it feels like we're sort of setting up for other shows to come out in the future, rather than we're really pushing the Mandalorian's narrative forward, I guess. So, you know, obviously we're just gonna have to keep watching and, and wait to see what, how this season finishes out. But yeah, today's episode, I, I just, I've, Very odd, very weird. Um, And there's honestly a lot that they're gonna have to sort of like figure out in the next couple of weeks. Like there's kind of a lot that they're gonna have to do in a very short period of time. So obviously we'll just have to keep watching uh, and waiting. So, okay, so let me get some things pulled up here. So let me get, um, I have Twitter up over here. I'll get this pulled up on this. I'll switch them around here. And just take a look at at Twitter sort of response to the the Mandalorian. Um, Because it seems like a lot of people are very, very, very mixed on it. So here we go. Let me get this up here. Okay, so we have some people saying Christopher Lloyd was amazing, could have done without Jack Black or Lizzo. They didn't really add anything to this episode, but overall a good episode. I kind of feel like the same way. You know, I mean, Christopher Lloyd definitely did feel a little less weird, although they sort of really kind of crammed this this segment with them inside of this episode. And they've been doing that a lot this season, which is. It's almost like they're, you know, you're trying to tell two stories, but you're really everything's just feeling like really crunched, really condensed. You know, you go back to the episode with Dr. Pershing, man, it just sort of felt like half the episode was him. And then you cut back. You know, that's one of the things they did in Book of Boba Fett, which I think was a reason a lot of people had issues with it, especially sort of towards the end was you get to back episode. Uh, I think, was it six? I think there were seven episodes of Book of Boba Fett. You go back to episode six where it's like, you know, half the episode is still Grogu, Luke, and Mando. And then at the end, we try to cram in Cadbane and Cobb Vanth. And so it sort of, you know, felt a little disconjointed. You could argue like the same thing here. You know, Bowen didn't go on this sort of separate mission where we're dealing with the droids. And there was actually some cool stuff there. There was actually some pretty interesting things i like there because i think it's sort of leading to this idea of maybe you know people are shipping din and bo katan and maybe we you know together they work really well and it's this this sort of like combining of the two different two different method methodologies or ideas of how mandalore should be run right you know Bo goes in and when they're dealing with the Ugnots and she doesn't really know how to deal with them and Then you look at Din trying to deal with the droids and Bo's like, I don't think this is the best way to deal with them. So together, you know, they work really well. Also, another thing to sort of take away, especially from Christopher Lloyd's character, is this underlying arc that they've been working on since a little bit throughout all of Mandalorian and they really started pushing it a bit more in the Bad Batch. And it's really interesting because... In the Bad Batch, excuse me, we met we meet several characters who are sort of separatist still, and they talk about like how Count they mentioned they literally mention the name Count Dooku. We're dealing with it. That was brought up again today. So I think they're going to begin exploring the idea of the separatists even more. You know, when you go back and you view it from the Clone Wars cartoon and the original movies, we view the separatists as just sort of like really the bad guys, because we view it through the lens of Anakin and Obi-Wan in Ahsoka and all these characters. And we know that secretly, of course, the droid army, the Separatist army, is really led by Palpatine. So that's kind of how we view it. But if you look at the planets that are involved, it's kind of like where we're at now with the New Republic, where they're still like, hey, we don't like the Republic. We want to be independent. And so I think that's something to begin exploring a little bit further, which is going to cause the rift and the fracturing of the New Republic, which is going to lead into the new order, you know, the first order, and so I think that's something that is this really underlying current. If you if you kind of pay close attention, especially just because Count Dooku's name has been mentioned, you know, a few times in this season of Bad Batch, and now again here in The Mandalorian. So okay, we'll continue on with some some Twitter things. Yeah, you know, am I the only person who's been disappointed in the new season? Fantastic episode. Didn't expect those cameos. Um, you know, balls moved by Disney to cut loose on, you know, Star Wars fandom. Okay. You know, there's all kinds of, um, all, all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. My tinfoil hat theory, while the Mandalorian season three is so awful. Gina Carano firing plus civil war do. Okay. He's just all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I do think that, you know, to get, if you really do sort of look at the whole season together, you know, in addition to like book of Boba Fett, you could tell, that, you know, you go back to last week's episode, it did sort of feel like that's a glimpse of what that Rangers of the New Republic show could have looked like, right? Um, you know, and I do I do kind of miss Gina Carano this season. Obviously, you know, I don't even really, to be honest, I don't even really know what she said that also ended up getting her fired or what the case was. But, um, you know, I, I, you, I do think we sort of miss her character a little bit this season. Um, here's somebody saying, I, tr- I truly believe Star Wars fans have completely forgotten how episodic storytelling works. Oh my God, this season of the Mandalorian doesn't have to be, doesn't have anything to do with Din Djarin. What's its purpose now? I think, yeah, I mean, they're definitely, it they definitely does feel like they're setting stuff up. This season also feels different, right? The season definitely feels like season one and two sort of feel, have a certain feel to them. This season feels very different from the other two seasons. Yeah. And then Lizzo, you know, she sees Grogu. She wants to, you know, she wants to hold the baby. Um, Actually, I kind of, you know, like their characters weren't bad. If this were an episode of the clone wars and they were just voicing characters, I definitely don't think it would have felt as sort of immediately kind of jarring as it was just sort of seeing them. Uh, I think also if we had been introduced to these characters, separately, I mean, Christopher Lloyd's character was introduced separately, but it's literally like the exact next scene. And then we see a scene with them together. Then it sort of have, it would have sort of felt less weird, just like, you know, Sasha Banks character. Not that she's as mainstream as Lizzo or Jack Black, but I think, you know, she's still like a WWE wrestler. She's, you know, very well known, um, certainly by like millions of people. So to see her again, you know, she was in this episode. I don't, you know, I just a little less jarring. Um. so let's find some other comments here uh, today's episode of the Mandalorian felt like it was plucked right out of the Clone Wars this is not a complaint it was fun and that's sort of how I this definitely had like a Clone Wars episode vibe to it uh, and I titled this stream like what you know WTF did we just watch right because uh, that's what I feel like it's just this episode feels the most different of any episode we've seen of the Mandalorian I not bad, just like weird, different. I guess, um, you know, live action Clone Wars, love it. Christopher Lloyd and Jack Black's cameos in The Mandalorian. Um, you know, get some pictures up here before Disney flags it and takes this thing down. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd definitely felt far more natural in Star Wars. Um, but you know, it's sort of the case when you when you look at characters. You know, like if you go if you go to Thor. Ragnarok, like Jeff Goldblum is in there. And he honestly plays in a slightly similar character, like what Jack Black is playing here, the sort of like over exuberant, you know, leader. Um, But you sort of view it and you're like, oh, it's Jack Black. Like I just watched Interstellar. And when Matt Damon shows up, you're not like, oh, this is this doctor man character or whatever. You're thinking, oh, there's Matt Damon. That's kind of what today's episode felt like. (sighs) Um, the latest episode of the Mandalorian has a very obvious mystery at the center, but that doesn't stop it from being glorious. So let's see, is this for real today? You know, the, the Mandalorian. So guys, leave me a comment in the chat. Let me know what you guys are thinking. And I I have a poll running here, um, as well to get some votes and I'll I'll refresh it here to see. So, uh, no comments yet, but you know, most people still sort of, sort of liked it again. It wasn't bad. just Kinda weird. No, this is not the way. So probably gonna be a pretty polarizing episode, in all honesty. Be, um, with it. I actually enjoyed that like Jack Black and Lizzo's characters. I actually enjoyed if we I if we were to see them more, then again, it wouldn't feel it, just it wouldn't, it wouldn't have felt as odd. But I guess going forward now, Bo Katan has the dark saber and is going to be sort of trying to reunite the mandalorian people again and i guess we'll just have to sort of see where that goes you know if you look there's only a couple episodes left we really are probably going to have to introduce this idea of Thrawn and sack <laughs> here why do we have why did we have java 2.0 i don't know the show's that bad but um You know, we're going to really going to have to sort of introduce the idea of Thrawn relatively soon as well as Ahsoka. And we know we're we know we're getting Sabine in this episode. And then Ezra, you know, I don't know that we'll see Ezra, maybe like a post credit scene, but certainly a tease towards him. So, you know, just looking at, at the at the rest of this, the rest of this season, you know, there's still sort of the mystery of last week about there were some Mandalorians who rescued Moff Gideon, who we still have yet to see. So I think there's, we're on episode six. Is there what? There are three episodes left? Is there, or is there two episodes left? I will look that up here uh, quickly to see just how many episodes of Mandalorian there are this season. As you know, this this season is kind of, um, uh, you know, because Bad Batch and this show came are coming out like the same. So there's eight episodes. So there's two episodes left of of Mandalorian of Mandalorian which is right. You know this year is just this season is just kind of a lot because you have you had Bad Batch going on at the at the exact same time so it was kind of hard to to follow both there cuz I do think this this year's uh Bad Batch was was really good. Um here's another comment Bryce uh Dallas Howard knocked it out of the park this week's episode Mandalorian give her a movie already. Um you know ain't no way we got this uh Bo-Katan has bathed in the waters of Mandalore and hasn't re- hadn't removed her helmet. Of course she did. She is also the rightful owner of the dark saber currently. She has royal blood, you know. So yeah, definitely some people team Bo. Are you team Bo or are you teamed in Jaren? Uh, I suggest that the episodes of marquee guest stars are perhaps all just a little too famous to be on a show like this without taking some of us out of the exposure. Yeah, and that's where I kind of feel like, you know, it's kind of like Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones where it's just sort of uh, Twitter is trolling with with some of these with some of these comments. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure. Yeah, I you know I mean for me I, I would give it. I don't really like to do out of ten just because I feel like you know anything under seven is you're basically saying it's bad. So I I like to do like out of five stars for me. I, I'd sort of go probably that three four star range. Um, and not even so much because of the cameos. I still feel like the pacing of this season is just kind of abrupt. I think that some of these threads would be better, excuse me, spaced out over a couple episodes. Like you especially go back to the Dr. Pershing episode. I felt like that thread could have been like two or three, two or three episodes, like a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. Instead, they do like 10 minutes of Bo-Katan and Din, like 30 minutes of Dr. Pershing, and then back to 10 minutes. And so that's kind of how I felt like, like this. The battle droids looked really too good. I guess I didn't really think about that or notice that. I did kind of like the the idea of, of that we got the droids, though. And they brought up the Techno Union, which was kind of cool. And again, the Count Dooku thing is super interesting and cool because I think that is going to be something that really takes place a lot over in next season of The Mandalorian. And I think that's going to be, at the end of the day, one of this show's biggest legacies. Will be showing th- what causes perhaps the creation of the first order, right? Uh, the one running looked like that iRobot who was running from, from Will Smith. Yeah, I guess you could, you know, iRobot would be a good, uh, a good way to describe today's episode. Definitely would be a good way to describe today's episode. But you know, he like Christopher Lloyd's character did bring up Count Dooku and the separatist thing and then you know you go back to that um i forget the admiral's name but whatever the the admiral or general was that's in the episode with bill burr where you know he ends up shooting him and he was part of operation cinder yeah yeah so uh it's gonna be it's it's de- it's it's where it's where we're sort of leading to is this you know they've been they've been showing um You know they've been talking we've been seeing also the failures of the new Republic this this season a lot more so I think that's as we progress further that's ultimately going to be the sort of legacy of this show is going to be of course reestablishing Mandalore introducing Grogu as a character and setting him up but you uh, you know the failures of the New Republic And why, you know, they're still separatist, if you want, or whatever, that don't want to be part of it. And that's going to lead to the idea and the creation of the New Republic. You know, I think it's one of the things, you know, you go back. Because Dave Filoni's done this before. Uh, You know, I mean, if if you go back, if you place yourself back in time in around like 2006, the prequels were not loved like they are now. And, you know, one of the things I think that really helped the prequels was the clone wars cartoon it added a lot more context it added a lot more reasoning behind it and you know this show is still you know decades before the sequels but if we do begin to show a little bit more of these failures of the new republic and we do begin to show a reason for the first order to come out of you know the sort of remnants of the empire and we're going to get perhaps a little bit more luke skywalker and his temple you know it will provide a little more context and perhaps you know can kind of do a little bit of band-aids to to the sequels right we know that for some reason they're trying to clone grogu you know and then bad batch is also doing a little bit of that lifting as well it's got cloning facilities which i think will ultimately sort of tie into hey I do think by, by the end of this, we will, you know, see a plan or something, whether it's Moff Gideon or whatever, to clone or bring back Emperor Palpatine, which will at least sort of do a little bit of band-aiding. It's not going to fix everything, but it could do a little bit of repairing of the sequel trilogy. Um, let's continue on here. Here's somebody. Thank you, Bryce Dallas Howard, for the best episode of The Mandalorian. Um, there's one thing about the Mandalorian. It's how it keeps getting better. This episode ruled, um, that's in a different language. So I unfortunately can't read it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, Sir Grogu, he does get knighted. Yes. From this day forward, he is Sir Grogu. And we did have, I have spoken when, uh, Din Djarin was talking to the Ugnaughts. That was a pretty, that was a pretty funny little, little scene. Here's another person. The writers of this episode were drunk. Let's see here. The show won't be able to help the sequels. Best bet is for them to just avoid them until the bitter end when they have to acknowledge them. However, I do think Dave and John know what they're doing. I do, too. And I don't and I'm not saying that it's going to, you know, really ultimately repair them. I mean, if you I mean, it's sort of funny now because, you know, if you if you go back to like the thoughts around like 2006 when the prequels finished, I mean, people hated them. I mean, it's it's crazy to say that now because now it's like they're so beloved. But I mean, if you go back, especially like episode one and, you know, episode two, episode three, I think everyone thought was still pretty good. But it's like, I do think the Clone Wars fixed a lot of what the, I guess, like original hardcore fans who, when the prequels came out, wouldn't accept anything other than the originals. I do think the Clone Wars did, you know, sort of help support the prequels and now people seem to, belo- you know, now they're more beloved. So I I do think that this show will, if we get this maybe creation of the First Order, which I do think is where it's going to sort of lead to and maybe like some reasoning for Palpatine to be cloned, like to actually have that rather than just somehow Palpatine returned. You know, it. I'm not saying it's going to fix like, 25% of the prequels. But if it fixes two or three percent, like okay, that helps out a little. It's certainly it certainly is not gonna be able to fix to fix the sequels. I mean, the show takes place way too, way too uh early for it. Of course, this show is also I mean we're also gonna have to have Ahsoka and you know some of these other some of these other shows. Uh, as well, Bogotan is my second favorite person this episode Grogu is always first Grogu force jumping into Lizzo's arms for food was not on my 2023 bingo card Yeah, same thing We did get Ugnats, and he did mention he did mention quill which was definitely pretty cool <laughs> the, This is the best one. Yes, the man DeLorean. <laughs> I'm gonna have to save that. I gotta save that image because I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to steal that later. We'll save that for. Oh, wrong thing. The yes, that is today's episode. The Man DeLorean, 100. <laughs> um, let's keep going. Yeah, here's some more. Here's some more. Just images of the of the of the cameos. I was shocked. When they shut up, I was like, like, "Is that you know?" Jack Black obviously stands out, but you know, I was like, "Is that that's Lizzo?" You know, Um, and there she and there she held Grogu. I I think if we saw their characters again, I doubt we will. I mean, it's really probably difficult to get these people, uh, you know, with scheduling and everything, back into uh, another episode. But yeah, I mean, I think if we got. You know, if we got them again, it would be something. But I, I highly doubt. And I'll honestly, we'll probably never see them in Star Wars again. But yeah, there were some cool action scenes. And then honestly, you know, something that's really underrated from this episode uh, it was the fight. The final fight between Bo-Katan, uh, that Mandalorian fight. That's, that's a pretty sick fight. Yeah, yeah, Lizzo well that well that was an episode. I don't care what anyone says. fantastic. So we're going for every possible cameo this week. They got everyone in today's episode hitting season three the Mandalorian so far there's only two episodes left. I personally think not only is this the weakest season of the Mandalorian, but also the weakest release from Star Wars on Disney plus so far. I don't think even a strong conclusion can save it from that. I don't know about that. I do think this is probably the weakest season of the Mandalorian. I don't think this, the season, I think again, it, this season feels different, but I don't think the season is by any means bad. Um, I mean, I, you know, like for season one, for me, it's probably like four out of five stars. Season two is five out of five stars. I would probably put this at three or, you know, like a seven out of 10. Um, I do agree that this season does feel a little weaker than the other seasons um i think a lot of it's just pacing but i definitely would not say this is the weakest release from star wars on star wars disney disney plus um if you were including it like season by season i would still have for me i'd have this above kenobi because personally i think kenobi is probably the weakest um is probably is probably the weakest it's hard because book of both like book of boba fett and kenobi are both just so bizarre in how they're run uh like book like kenobi has huge great moments for start to finish i don't think the product is that great um book of boba fett is just the pacing is all over the place in that you know it's like you're it jumps around so much it's hard to sort of follow i mean you have boba fett now and you have boba fett five years ago and then you cut to an entire episode of the mandalorian and then you cut to half an episode of the mandalorian back to boba fett and then basically another episode of the mandalorian with boba fett in it and then you like cram in the final sort of villain at the last few seconds and you know while we're all bigger star wars fans you know for the cat very casual audience who like which are the people who just watched like live action stuff. They don't go back and watch the cartoons. They had no idea who Cad Bane was. And so they're like, who is this guy? And then they like, they didn't explain who Cad Bane was to the sort of bigger, broader audience. Cause a lot of people don't watch animation. I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, we do cause we're Star Wars fans and the animation is really good, but a lot of people just don't watch it. So I think it's, I felt like that was a little bit weaker. So I would I would still have this season above both Boba Fett and Kenobi. I think I have Kenobi as my worst. Again, epic moments in Kenobi. Obviously, like the final fight between Vader and Kenobi was pretty good. And there were a few other sort of fights in there that were pretty cool. Vader versus Reva was definitely sort of a cool fight to get to see him just come in and wreck her. Um, but a lot of Kenobi was just sort of like, eh. You know, I wasn't i was really not a fan of of um kenobi start start to finish i would still have this above both of those and i would and i would probably i would still have a lot of like the animation stuff i mean like rebels is technically disney but it's not disney plus i guess if you're going with that route we're just going to disney star wars um, so ladies, that was sort of very, uh, the Mandalorian is very silly and utterly delightful. Imagine a com a comic cross between the favorite and LA confidential one in which Lizzo wears a blue crown. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, she was fine, uh, in, in the episode. I mean, I don't really know if she's done a lot of acting and a lot of other stuff. Um, I don't really follow Lizzo. Uh, so I can't attest to that, but I mean, she was sort of fine for her little, her little role. Jack Black was great. I mean, it's just it's Jack Black, right? It's just like oh wow, um. WTF? With so much tension drama built around the dark saber in the end of season two on that bridge, they decide to play it out like this. Like really, millions of us were gripped with what was going to happen on that bridge between Din and and Bo. Ball drop. That's a great question. Did is the way the dark saber is handled? You know, they I thought they were going to fight last week. They made it seem last week. Like when she goes in and she speaks with the armor and Bogatan goes in and speaks with the armor, you're sitting there thinking, hey, here we go. You know, she's like, remove your helmet. Okay, what's going on? And then she walks right up to Din Djarin and she's like, you could be the one, you know, you could be the one to unite us. And then she walks up to Din Djarin. I totally thought last week that Bogatan was about to be like, I'm challenging you for the Dark Saber," And then they're just like, nope, you guys just go off together and unite people. And then now she gives it to her, which, again, already sort of happened. And not only that, but it messes with the, the lore of the Darksaber. Because now the Darksaber is essentially the Elder Wand. And by going that route, then Palpatine beats Maul. You know, and then Vader slash Luke beat Palpatine. So it, I don't... I really... Didn't kind of like that they did that, especially because, you know, Dave Filoni knows what he's doing. So I, I don't know. I I didn't like that, to be honest. I, I did not like the way they handled the dark saber. Like, it would have been one thing if they never said that you have to, like, specifically challenge for it. If you, if they never said that in season two, that you have to, ch- like, sort of, you have to win the Darksaber in battle then what just happened would have been fine because you could have just wrote Bo-Katan and the dark saber off as like the empire came in and won it. But now it sort of puts into question the actual passage of the dark saber, because if that's the case, then, you know, Palpatine should have it because he beat Maul. So I, so I don't really, I don't really like it. I hope they either clarify that or something. Um, Yeah, because like right here, this dude technically ruled Mandalore for 15 minutes. Okay, then Maul, then Palpatine ruled it because Palpatine beats Maul, who has the Darksaber. Right? Uh, And then, you know, Ahsoka could have it because she beats Maul. And then when Sabine gets it, Darth Maul just sort of like leaves it on the ground. It's, nah, I, yeah, it's it's very unclear. You know, it's one of those things where it's like that meme, it's like, so that was a lie. Uh, here we go but hey we squeeze Lizzo and Jack Black into an episode for some reason um, it's all a giant distraction from the story taking jobs away from oh, okay there we go uh, the Bryce Dallas Howard episodes of the Mandalorian always deliver what a great thing battle droids people commenting um, Jack Black Lizzo Christopher Lloyd this is ridiculous and I love it so see some people liked it some people don't fever dream um yeah uh let's go back to the poll here let's go back to the poll and see what people are saying so we got some more votes here still 67 percent with five star 19 percent with four 11 with two and four percent with one star so you know collectively that's still probably like 4.7 or something like that out of five stars so People are liking it. Again, I don't think that the episode was bad. Just very, very weird. The um, Most recent episode of The Mandalorian was great. Moved the story forward. Campy, political, world-building, lore, spectacle, everything a Star Wars fan could want. Um, is that who I think it is? I absolutely love, love, love this new season of The Mandalorian. The latest episode, amazing. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm in the in the wrong here. Uh, what uh, Jack Black and Lizzo and the Mandalorian as much as I like Jack I wish they wouldn't spoil it by letting anyone be in it. I prefer them usually lesser-known actors with the occasional slightly more well-known rather than relying on the big names and that is something that Star Wars has sort of been over the years is these sort of like B to C tier people you know it's hard to look now at Pedro Pascal and uh, think about that I mean he certainly was a rising star by the time Mandalorian season one came out, he had been in obviously game of Thrones and uh, you know, he had been a Narcos, but I would say he wasn't at the level he is now, of course, like the last of us and whatever that movie is with Nicolas cage, you know, he's been in wonder woman. I mean, he's been, you know, now he's like a mega star. He's certainly an a lister in Hollywood now, but he certainly was probably like a B lister beforehand. So <sighs> Um, let's keep saying here. Yeah, so yeah, already, already saw that one with the ball drop. Um, okay, that one keeps showing up. That so guy just retweeting it over and over again. Uh, Din is too nice, just handing Bocaton the dark saber. He's like, you can have this if you want. Okay. Um, WTF has happened to the Mandalorian is season three, a failure of its own success. Season one was unexpectedly good, followed by a great season two. Then there's season three. It's poor in comparison. The storyline is implemented unevenly. Um, and. uh, It's uh, poor in comparison. The storyline is implemented unevenly. It's been rushed through production to keep its momentum. Um, I mean, that's, I don't, is it poor in comparison? I definitely feel like it's a step down. I guess I'm just, I think, I think some people are viewing it for, for me, I sort of view it as, you know, if we're going on a scale of 10, I'm like eight, nine, seven. It is for me, it's definitely a step down. It's not a terrible step. You know, I wouldn't give it like a six or a five or anything. And as I said earlier, I would still rate it above, you know, Boba Fett and uh, Kenobi in terms of Disney, in terms of Disney plus shows. Yeah, definitely some cameos. So, all right, well, uh, that might do it here uh, for the day. Uh, here we go. Here's another one. Even with unnecessary cameo, by my least favorite actor, Jack Black episode six was still fire. So, so you're somebody who didn't like Jack Black. This is the way. So, Well, I think that's probably an okay place uh, to sort of stop it. Yeah, just weird episode is where I'm at on this. Not bad, not overwhelmingly good. uh, And I think it's hard for me to even kind of describe it because it's just kind of all over the place. But sometimes all over the place has some good moments, has some weird moments. You know, I think this episode, because we watch these weekly and there's all this ante- anticipation about what's going to happen next when we get like big cameos like this. It's like jarring. But when you stream this episode later and you're just watching, you know, you're doing a binge, it will feel less weird than it feels today. So, with that, guys, hey, be sure to leave us a comment, shoot us an email, uh, check out patreon.com, uh, hyperspace hangout for more content. Uh, posting, always posting shorts on YouTube and everything else as well. So with that, guys, stay tuned. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like Dustin. Crops.